Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I always have to sort of open every one of these by saying, thanks for letting me do this, because it's quite a, you know, I'm really... Already, I was surprised that this even let off, because I imagine the first time you must have approached someone, you went, hey, what is podcast? I just need your Amazon account password and stuff. They would have been like... No, so I'm, I'm I'm impressed that you got this going. I, I, I'd have been like, "Is this a scam?" Every time, scam. every time people let me in, I'm like, "Are you sh- are you sure you want to let me do this?" But you know, <laughs> it's too late now, Reese. I'm I'm deep. I'm deep in, man. You're in. You're in. You're in deep. I'm ready to be su- surprised and ashamed <laughs> and all of the all of the things. We're gonna do all the emotions on my mate bought a toaster. That's what we do. All right, so this is my mate bought a toaster, and I am joined this week by the brilliant uh, uh, presenter and you know full-time dancer now, uh, Reese Stevenson. Hello, welcome to the show. You're too kind, Tom. Thank you for having me on. Thank you for coming on the show and thank you for being stupid enough to let me into your Amazon account. What was I thinking? They, I mean, this is, you know what this is like, right? It's like Squid Game. I know what it, I know this is mad, this is insane, and yet I still chose to come back. Yeah. I still chose to do it. Yes. But here I am. Okay, well, listen, uh, green light, let's go. Uh, we are going back to an appropriate or not date. The first order that you made um, is on the 1st of April. Yeah, April Fool's, Reese. Uh, in 20. 20- 2013, my friend. Oh my gosh, what is that? What is this gonna? Oh, it's gonna be some. It's gonna be like some Pokemon thing or something, isn't it? Oh gosh. I've already scrolled uh. past some Pokemon. We'll get onto that. You have bought. Oh, it's it's nice. It's a nice innocent start. Two pounds seventy-seven. You've spent here on the <laughs> on, a, on a flower and butterfly series uh, back hard case for an iPhone four. So it's, it's an iPhone four. Okay. 4 case. Oh, right, all right now. Um, I know exactly. I think I remember this very well. Uh, I was so already. I'm gonna. Like, computers scare me very much. As a young person, they still scare me. I don't trust it. So anytime there's a new thing, I like to start small. So like you know, Uber. I took an Uber to just like down the street just to check I was gonna get kidnapped. <laughs> a little recce. Okay. Yeah. 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 And I remember this iPhone. I got an iPhone because I had a Windows phone for ages. And I didn't really care about having smartphones, whatever, whatever. And it wasn't until Pokemon Go came out. And I was like, crap. <laughs> and a friend messaged me and went, a friend messaged me and said, bro, do you want to meet up in London and go hunting? And I was like, dude, I don't have an iPhone. And he went, what? Reese, this is you. I went, I know, I just don't have an iPhone. He goes, all right, well, like, if, if you do, let me know. But until then, we can't be friends. And then just <laughs> stopped. And I, was, and I was like, right, mate, where can I get an iPhone 4 on the cheap? And then I bought a case for it and everything. And um, I've never looked back now, rocking my iPhone Amazing. 12 Pro. So it was the Pokemon mm. army that brought you to the Apple. It did, it did, it did. It did. Like, I, 
I, it, Pokemon's always been a thing that's made me buy the new games consoles, right? So like when they when they I'd be like with my DS and then the 3DS is out, I'm like, I'm not buying that. And then it's yeah. like the new Pokemon games on it, like, well, you got me. And then they brought this phone app and I went, I will not allow this <laughs> Japanese franchise to make me buy a phone. I'm not doing it. It, it, it did it. So, it does I mean, it, but but also like at that point, Pokemon Go. Uh, it feels like it. It's still about. It's still a thing. And some of my kids' friends do it now. But um, at that point, Pokemon Go was huge. And also uh, because it combined this thing where you can, for those of you who don't, aren't familiar with it, you walk around with your phone and you see in the real world, but sort of virtually on your phone. You've got your camera on yeah. on your phone, and you see these Pokemon's in re- on your phone, sort of not in real life, but sort of in real life. I really, I really, I really hate to be that guy, Tom. Um, go on, you go on, be the guy. It's not Pokemon. It's like sheep, just Pokemon. I'm sorry, I just no, can't. No, go, go, hang on, hang on. The, the nerd in me had yeah, to no, say it. Of course, po- Pokemon's gone. What? Pokemon. It's all. It's plural and singular. That's just how we. So you don't say Pokemon's. You no, you don't. You don't say. You oh, never do. Okay, right, right, right. Okay, because the thing so is, is, so so this is the thing because Poke- Pokemon um, are are <laughs> everywhere in my life. Everywhere, at the moment. everywhere, because my kids are obsessed. So they've got me and your kids would have a, a good couple of hours. Before. I would educate them on everything. They'd, know, they'd learn everything from me. I mean, if you thought about it as a side hustle, mate, when you're not doing CBBC, I, I really, I've, I've done it with um, so a co-worker at CBBC. Her son got into it, and she would ask me for everything. I was like, "Listen, this is what you do. This is this, this, this type that," and she still talks to me about it. Like, you helped me so much. It's like any time, any time for free. Because <laughs> you're bridging the gap. You've got middle-aged parents like me. You're a young thing, and you can tell us how to you know, bridge the gap between me and my kids. I'm the missing link. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it's true, though. I think to be honest, I think Pokemon's more the missing link. Pokemon, Pokemon are more the missing link. Um fine. Uh, so let's just I, and I do want to dwell on this because I'm fascinated by how it's exploded into my kids' life in the last few months, mm. uh, sort of year or so. Um is it owned by Nintendo? And they're just little cartoon characters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's owned by Nintendo and it started off as it's basically a video game and it's which is just it, but it's exploded into just everything. It's like Japanese Disney in a way. And it's right. uh it's basically these the, it's in a world where there are these creatures in that which is like they're animals, but they're called Pokemon. Yeah. But they've got uh, abilities that some can shoot la- lasers at their eyes or fire from their mouths or yeah, <laughs> electrocute you. And yet this is a safe world. And in this world, uh when a child becomes ten you give them one of these beasts and you send them into the, the world to catch more and fight others with these Pokemon. And so it's like dog fighting, but it's cute. <laughs> oh no, dog fighting is cute with Chihuahuas. It's fine. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. yeah, It came out in like 1997 and I was obsessed with it in primary school. And the funny thing is, is how it's still big now. In fact, even bigger, which yeah. I like as a business model, how do you do that? And I remember when I realized how good this, how, how much it stood the test of time because I used to do science workshops in primary schools when I was about like 20, 22, 23. Okay. And um, I remember I came in with like my science kit ready to do it. And I was looking at the board of this primary school of like notices. And it said, Pokemon cards have now been banned because children <laughs> have been fighting over them. And I was like, that happened to me when I was eight. How is it still, how are we still here more than 20 years later? Breaking news for you, mate, 2022. Today, is, we're recording this on a Friday. Friday is Pokemon day at my kid's school. Yes. So, oh my, I need to be the spokesman. Mate, Let me go. You need to be a Pokemon. So every, <laughs> every single Friday morning, my two little boys who are six and nine, they go really quiet before they go to school. And I'm like, why are they being so good this morning and i go into their little bedroom and they've got all their pokemon cards out and they're getting ready for a day on the markets <laughs> or to sell and trade to trade yes i love this oh my they, gosh they, i know and it's like 
they're, they're literally kids will get into fights over this, <laughs> these little pieces of artwork. I've never known anything like it. It's you yes. know because the thing is, you, Tom, you, kids will con you. Like honestly, like your son will come home and he'll be like, oh. Dad, I just got this Weedle and I traded my Charizard for it. This kid told me it's a good deal. You're like, bro, you just got, oh, you just got made. Your life's been had because Weedle's weak. Charizard's <laughs> strong. Okay. You don't trade that. But a 10 year old, this is when you know how, where, like, like who's going to grow into a future hustler because a 10 year old will see that and be like, that kid's got a shiny Charizard. And he'll have his Weedle be like, hey, kid, this Pokemon, you need it. You need <laughs> it. So trust, like, trust me. I'm giving you such a good deal. If you give me this now, we'll say no more about it. And the kids are like, oh, okay, and they swap it. That's how it happens. This is what is happening to my, and it's my little six-year-old. He has to, so we've got a deal. My six-year-old, it's a bit like the Financial Services Authority. My six-year-old has to go to the nine-year-old to get things signed off, to get all his deals signed off, right? And if the nine-year-old, <laughs> if the nine-year-old disagrees, so what I would love, right, I'm going after this, right, I'm going to FaceTime you, right, when they come home. <laughs> right, boys, what have you done? Tell Reese. Just- <laughs> I'll be like, yep. Right, that's good. That's good. That's fine. Because the thing is, it's a massive market now. So like, there are cars that are going for thousands and thousands of pounds. So this is the other thing. Is- yes. So then the other thing that happened today as well uh, is that there's a new genre, I don't know if it's genre or line of Pokemon cards that are coming out today yeah. at 12.30. Yeah. There's a Nerd Cafe near us. That's what it's called. It's a brilliant name for it. The ne- oh, no, Ge- Geek Cafe or Nerd Cafe. Holloway Road. It's amazing. Um, and I went in yesterday because my kid was playing football near there. And I was like, have you got any Pokemon cards? Because I just have to supply them more than food right and he said no we haven't got any because we've got a new branch new line coming out tomorrow and i was like all right they're just there and he went yeah but i'm not allowed to sell them until 12 30 tomorrow and i was like mate just give us some cards and he was like no it, just give us just give them to me. He, he said i can't do it so I do it. it's- i've got to go and get some after this i've got to get my kids and i've got to go and buy some cu- what is happening oh man listen you need to treat pokemon with respect you can't be walking in there being like look come on set me some like you're not you know, unless you're unless you're like Jay Z or something, they ain't gonna say those things before it's time. It's like it's like the Oscars when they've got like the envelopes and stuff, and they send like two different people yes. with the, a golden envelope. That's how they are with yes. the Pokemon cards. You can't. It's it's so it's it's great though. The the what I like is I've got I've got this with Mario. I've got yeah, this with Mario. Yeah, yeah. Right, he just he came into my life at a time when I needed him about the age of eight. And he is stuck with me ever since. And I see any new Mario game, that inner child in me. And this relates to you and what you do for a living because you're on CBBC and you're having to stay in touch with that inner child. And that's what you do so well. That thing of remembering that initial reaction and that initial passion and keeping that fresh. And that's not that easy to do, right? No, it's not. And you know, it's funny. Like sometimes for me, CBBC has been wonderful in doing that, allowing me to still connect with my inner child and stuff. And especially where if you've got a show coming on and it's like a reboot of a show I used to watch, mm. I can go in. <laughs> I remember we had like The Worst Witch and I was like, guys, <laughs> let me tell you about The Worst Witch, man. Mildred, she was doing a madness. I could just go for it. And I, and I love that. And it just brings all those memories back to me of running home uh, to like catch CBBC or sometimes to the ITV on the TV before like like homework and everything. It, it's it, it's such a wonderful thing. I think that's what kind of maybe it's keeping me young at the moment. And then the minute I leave CBBC, I'll mm. age properly. And, and also it, the fact that you are ridiculously young helps as well, Reese. I'll be honest. Yeah, that helps. That, helps. that, is, that is really, really um, cool. Also, you've got something to look forward to, uh, which is uh, there was a, a kids presenter back in the 70s called uh, Tony Arthur. And I she directed me in one of my first ever plays like 20 years ago. And um, loads of actors and comics who were friends of mine 20 years ago were of that generation where she was their kids presenter. And they met her. Oh. And this, this was grown men who were like 40, 50 years old. And they were meeting Tony. And they were like, and she's the one of the most incredible women ever and they 
was so starstruck and she would stand there at the, at the Pleasance Courtyard in Edinburgh and she'd be, and she'd be <laughs> effing and jeffing, swearing, smoking fags and they couldn't get over it. This woman from play school, oh, potty mouth, right? So you've got a whole life of this ahead of you. I'm, it, blows, it blows their minds. We had a, we had a talent party um, at CBBC and so we had these kids coming that were on this, uh, it was a show called So Awkward. So it's, um, it kind of finished around two years ago and they're, they're all like teenagers. And so they're coming in, they're all very, very cool and stuff. They're the stars of this, you know, hit comedy on the show, yeah. on the channel. And then Ed Petrie walked Oh, I in, love Ed Petrie. He was a comic. Who, yes, I, good mate yes, yes. Who I watched on CBBC at an out show. So out show was like the hackety dog of that of that era. Yeah. So I'm a bit starstruck seeing him. And he comes <laughs> and he's just he's just being Ed, just in a you know, casual t-shirt, whatever, whatever. Next thing I know, he's cr- like those cool teenagers are around him, crowded <laughs> after the pictures because they know him as well, and they're like, "Oh my gosh!" And it's it's that power of like when you're when you were when you're when you're a child star. When those kids become adult, it never goes. No. It's such a wonderful thing because I think I think you remind them of a time where things were simpler and they were mm. safe. Mm. I think it's that wonderful nostalgia rush that they get. And it's, it's so much more pure than when you see someone who's famous kind of now in like the charts and like, that you've known as an adult or as a teenager. Something about seeing someone who you idolize as a kid, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's gorgeous. It's a precious thing. I, yeah, you're right. I look, I look forward to that. I look forward to being like 50 years old and then I've got some like 30 year old being like, oh my gosh, it's you. <laughs> yes, oh, yes. You and you'll be in some bar in Magaluf saying, buy us a drink, mate, please. Please, <laughs> yeah, I've lost yeah, everything. Absolutely. Please help me. <laughs> oh, 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 my days are so embarrassing. I don't remember buying all these silly little strange things. I swear on my life, I was forced by my wife with an ABBA pen knife that I bought on ABBA. Wait, wait a minute. Reece Stevenson, let's move on, shall we? Uh, we're still in 2013 now. Um, and again, uh, I, I guess this is a big part of your life as well. We've got, um, you've bought a bookmark and a journal, Keep Calm and Pray, beaded bookmark. Oh, what's that for? Well, to remind um, you to pray, mate. Maybe remind me to pray, yeah. um, because going to church for all my years just wasn't enough. Like, I need a bookmark <laughs> that says that, and that helped me out. Gosh, that makes me sound like a kind of perfect on Christian Mingle, doesn't it? Good Lord. What's, um, what's Christian Mingle? It's like a, it's a dating site that Christians go on and it just sounds mad. I'm sure it's wonderful, but like, I remember- Of course, of course. I remember friends joke with me and go like, oh, why don't you go on like Christian Mingle? I was like, no, because I'd end up with someone who'd probably just spout verses every two seconds or something. I just don't, like, or, you know, the, the, the fear is that you'd get someone from some like small, I don't know why I always imagine from like some small Alabama town, just like, <laughs> with a Bible now to shout in the end of times. Uh, I'm sure it's a wonderful sight. It's just wonderful to me. <laughs> it's no, it's, it's, there's nothing more unbecoming than competitive faith. I don't think faith should be competitive, yeah, should it? I can't stand that. No, yeah, absolutely going, like, I'm more Christian or Muslim or Hindu than you. It's like, oh, can't we all just be grateful for that? And like, there are, there are verses that are like, look, don't mind your business mm. and focus on your faith and let them, let them focus on theirs. It's... um. It's, it's right there. But I think as humans, we love to be competitive about everything, don't we? Yes. Everything's got to be a competition. Everything's got to be, um, you know, I can do this more than, than you. Um, it's an unhealthy trait. I know. Essentially. I know it is. It really is. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's true. But I'm happy to say that we're number 19 in the podcast charts. And that's the most important thing. And that's, and I'm glad to see that you're learning <laughs> once again, you know, forget all that. Number 19. That's great. Oh, Why aren't you 18? Yeah. Oh, you're never going to be happy. What are you? But this is, you. What are you? What are you? you know what? This does lead to an important thing. Come on, let's, let's have the Strictly chat. When you came, what was it? Third or fourth? You should have been back for the last weekend. Let's not talk about that. Um, you know, and you're doing Strictly, which is a, a expression of pure joy and the nation ad- 
adored you, Reese, for that that precious chunk of time. You were so close to my heart. I promise you, I'm not just gushing pointlessly here. It's it was an important chunk of my life, and and yet ultimately it was a competition. That's a weird conflict, isn't it? Well, I tell you what, it was. I I wanted to strictly for such a long time. I was, I was such a big fan. Uh, I think around for a few good years, I watched uh, Jay McGuinness win it, and I was like, this show's sick. Yeah. And uh, when I got the chance, I thought, this is literally my dream. Like, one of the biggest dreams I've ever had, to be honest, Strictly. And I, and I loved the show. But what I didn't realise was the competition ate me up so much. Because I'd, cause the thing was, it wasn't so much about beating anyone. It was just wanting to stay on the show. The fear was, if I lose, I leave. And I don't know if I can handle watching the show at home, knowing I was on it last week. And so that's what really consumed me. So every time before I go out there to dance, I'd be like, I, this could be my last one. I can mess up, and it was, it was, it was, it was a kind of nerves that I don't ever want to go back to. It was, ju- it was so much because I. And I think it's the kind of thing because it was a negative thing that came from my love for the show, mm. and you forget it's a competition when you watch when you just watch it at home. But when you're in it, that's all you can think about. So I'd watch the other contestants do a dance, and it would be amazing. And I'd go like, "That was amazing!" And so, like for the first five seconds, I'm clapping, going, "That was phenomenal." And then for the rest of it, I'm there going, mine, I don't know if mine's that good. <laughs> you're fine. This is what I want to hear. This is what it's I want horrible. to hear. I always think of you guys sitting there when you all have to watch. And everyone goes, oh, it's amazing. I'm so happy for you and stuff like that. And I get that. I totally buy all that. But I need to know the real reality of the human condition behind it, which is actually <laughs> thinking, fall over. Come on, you bastard. Come on, AJ. <laughs> I just want AJ to slip. Oh, no, I didn't mean it. Oh, no, what have I done? Well, it's more like it's more like right. If you sit there and someone, if someone does make a mistake, you are devastated for them yeah. because you're like, I don't want to wish that on you. But at the same time, it kind of makes you feel a little bit calmer to think that if I mess up, then at least we've messed up together, yes. and I'm with someone else in it. So it's, it's less, it's less of like, yeah, go on, yeah, you're you're done for. But it's more of, okay, like I can go up there, and if I mess up, I won't die either. Yeah. So that might, that's that's kind of helpful. But then as well, with with strictly, like when learn, if you're the kind of competitive person who would hope for people to lose, the way strictly works is because partway midway through the series, people kind of latch onto who they like anyway, right? And so when you can tell who's very popular, even if they if they made a mistake or not, you're like, it doesn't matter. They're, they're through, mm, they're safe mm. because they have that backing. Um, it's about it's about being about getting that 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 um that fan base behind you really early on and building on that and then consistently being good. Dan, Dan Walker. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Just clearing my that was not where I was going with Tom. How dare you cough words into my mouth? <laughs> Um, no, you know what? It, there is that competition element. But what was really beautiful about this year was everyone did generally love each other and want the best for each other. And I mean, like, if I was struggling with something throughout the week and we happened to be training in the same room as, as another couple, their pro might come in and help me out whilst my whilst Nancy would have gone and helped them. Like, it was a real... Everyone knew it was a competition, but at the same time, they realised that for us, this is the only time we're going to do it, yeah. and we and they want us to enjoy it. And there's, there's, it's not fun if we go out there and we're miserable. No. So everyone needs to be happy. But yeah, the fact it was a competition messed me up. That's why when we did the tour, I loved it. The tour was everything that I wanted from Strictly that I felt like I couldn't get on the show because I was so busy in my head trying to survive yes. in this competition. Right. You know, the tour was a show. The tour was. Hey, you know, this is not all for fun. There, there, there's no repercussions for messing up or anything. You just go out there and enjoy yourselves. Whereas the show, a bit more like Dancing Squid Game. And that's <laughs> for me. Dancing Squid um, Game, it's so true. I, I wouldn't change it. It's, I'm like, it's one of the proudest things I've ever done. But I think for me, I'm a deeply competitive person. And so when everyone was like, 
enjoy it. I'm like, I enjoy it when I do well. Mm. Don't do well, I can't. It's no. very, you know, it's just the way I'm wired. Of course, you've got high standards. And that, that told in some of those dances you did. My God, they were amazing, Reese. My God. And who's your um, best uh, best Strictly friend, please? Who's the one you're still pals with after all of this? Nancy? No, I get... Uh, I love Nancy. Nancy still sends me um, cat videos, <laughs> reels uh, on the daily, and I respond to them um, as quick as I can. Um, so yeah, Nancy and I still chat. In fact, she she video called into CBBC this week and surprised me, and I was like, "Oh, where have you been?" <laughs> so I still speak to Nancy. Um, Tilly Ramsey, I love Tilly She's so nice. much. Um, Tilly Ramsey's great, and um, so and you know, I got on with I got on with everyone. It was Tilly, Tilly and Rose. Um, Kai Widrington were the new pros. Mm-hmm. Me and Kai got on so much, and um, we'll still smack talk each other about table tennis because that's all we did on the tour. And he beat me like ninety percent of the time. I, I got him a few te- like the odd ten percent, but uh, listen, he's dynamite. Table table tennis, right? Don't celebrity don't. table. I, Tim Key was on this show a few weeks ago, and he took. We yeah. talked table tennis then. Celebrity table tennis. That needs to happen as a TV show. That needs to happen. It needs to be celebrity table tennis um, around the world. A bunch of celebs and do around the world where you've got to run around yeah. the table with table tennis and like do it that way. Yeah. That would be sensational. I'd be, I'll do that. You'd get uh, and you'd get like a team captain on each team, and they would have to go around the celebrity world choosing, compiling their team. Yeah, yeah. So you could be do be like red team, blue team, have them alternate, mm. and so it's like whoever, and then so like because how it works is you you play around the world until you get the last two, mm. and then they play just normal table tennis like first to three, mm. and they have your winner. So you have like a red team, blue team, keep playing. And hope that you know the, the one who survives at the end is on your team. Oh, such a great! I used to I used to every school day. You'd walk into school and you'd hear people shouting around the world. Who wants to play around the world? Yeah, who wants to play around the world in a really dull way. Who wants to play around the world? And the thing is, you always knew. I learned this as well when I when I'd gone to like ping pong clubs and stuff. And you knew to fear someone by the way they held the racket. If they held it the Chinese way, I'm not playing you. I'm not playing you. If if the if if the if the paddles on in the palm of their hand, I'm walking away. I will not. The, the spin you can put on it. <laughs> the spin you can do. Because I I don't I look, I'm not going to learn to play it that way. It just looks weird. But when I see a person hold it that weird yeah, way, I'm like you. You've done work. Also, I'm not doing. I remember it. who was it? I think it was John Weatherlake pouring full fat coke onto his bat because the coke would give it the stickiness and the swerve you could get on the ball, mate. <laughs> Seriously, no. seriously. Wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's drug, technically a drug cheat. That's caffeine. That's a drug cheat. <laughs> Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
the thing about table tennis, we really need to move on. Is how is your interview with Reese? Forty minutes on table tennis, mate. Um, table tennis. Uh, uh, the thing about table tennis is it's all instinct. That's what I love about it. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah, you yeah. don't get any time to, to. You just do it. What what gets me is when I when I play it. The times where I get like an amazing smash shot is when it wasn't planned. Where <laughs> I just did it to survive and catch it. Whereas when the ones where it's literally falling and it almost feels slow, man, you're planning too much. Yeah. That's when you hit the net and you don't make too it. Too much time to think, man. It's like in Strictly, you can't step out of yourself. You can't get up on your head. You can't step out of yourself. Can't get out of your head. Did That's you, exactly it. Tom. Did that happen to you doing Strictly? Were there moments where you stepped out of yourself and thought, I am live in front of you know twelve million people and Tom Price? Yeah, there were moments. <laughs> there were Tom Price and his kids. <laughs> There were moments. There were moments where I feel like doing the. It was uh, when I did the jive for the dance off. So when we, when Nancy and I were in the dance off for the jive during musicals week, yeah. and Nancy went to me, just enjoy it because the whole time I was stressing about pointing my toes and everything, and I thought, you know what, I am so done with stressing about being perfect. Let me just enjoy myself. That's the whole point. So I went out there and I was like, to hell with the flicks, to hell with the kicks. I'm just going to do an entertaining dance. To a really great song by Kenny Rogers, <laughs> and we went for it. And I remember there was mo- there was a moment where I think I heard the cheering as we were like going for it, and it was like an out of body experience. Going like, what is happening? This is it. This is living. It was an, it was wow. an incredible moment. You let go. Yeah. You let go. You're in the. I just let go. I just let go. And people came up and were like, I think um, uh, Cynthia Revo, who was a guest judge, came up to me and went, "That fire." ever let it go and she looked at me like and I was laughing and she was looking at me like seriously I'm not kidding she was like don't let that go and I went yes ma'am yeah and th- but right. these are, these are lessons this is, she's not talking about Strictly she's talking about your life here yeah yeah she was like don't ever don't ever let that fire go out in you and I thought right no fair play that's that's what I'm going to do it was it, just oh gosh yeah moments like that I won't forget to have you know the woman who's playing Elphaber in the Wicked film telling me like don't let that fire go out it was it was Oh, humbling. So cool, man. So cool. So cool, but mm. not as cool as the 26th of September 2014 when you bought an introduction to bioethics. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was um, that was because in uni I studied, most people don't know this, I studied human and medical science in university. Right. So I wanted to be a doctor at one point. Right. So I didn't get the grades in A-level. So I was like, I'll do human and my human and medical science. What does that like mean? Two on a higher. A hum- it's like It's like human biology, right. essentially. Right, okay. So um, it was, it's like a mixture of like the human body. There was a, there was um, a module on pharmacology, which was drugs. Yeah. Um, you did like all those kind of things. It was like chemistry, biology kind of mixed together. Mm. So uh, bioethics was one of my favorite courses I did on it actually, which was about like the ethics of science, the ethics of um, of experiments, uh, patent patenting, mm-hmm. as you'd say. Like you know, if you develop a drug and then patenting that and owning it and um, just it was bit, it was just debating, and I think I did best at that because it was mostly about talking. And that's where I shined. So mm. uh, I could like I could argue anything, and so or give a presentation. I was always really good at that, and so um, I remember having I had to buy that book because that was on the module, and I, I read that thing. And usually I, I struggle with reading certain textbooks. That one I was like, I don't know what happened. But I I breathed for really? it. Really, like, it held you, it captured yeah. you. I know, but so now the thing is, I've got like I got my degree and. I decided I didn't want to be a doctor in my second year, but I completed it. But the thing is, if I ever changed my mind, I could apply for graduate medicine if I wanted to. But then imagine imagine you're there and you need to do surgery and I walk in. You'd be like, no way. Absolutely not. Aren't you the guy that finished fourth? And tri- Get out of here. You'd have to you'd have, you'd have to be an anaesthetist so you could loom up at people's faces just as they went out, just as they go under. I'd just be like, is that... I thought that was Reese from You dancing. Does it just like go on? <laughs> 
look at the stuff we're getting in 2015. You've got the Pikachu uh, Lightning Legend of Zelda men's T-shirt. Size yes. medium. Only for four pounds. Size medium. Four pounds 14. That was, for, that was for my best friend, Connor. Um, uh-huh. And he's a big like big fan of Zelda and Pokemon like myself. So that, it was um, it was his birthday. Okay. So we're like, we're ne- we always get each other geeky stuff. Um, I remember I got him another birthday. I bought him um, the Zelda Monopoly. Oh, yeah. I saw it and was like, Perfect. Mm. And I was like, you know, when you're so proud of a gift, you can't wait for them to see it. And I like, yes. wrapped it up, came to his house, was like, bro, open it now, open it now. And he opens it, looks at it, but his reaction is not nowhere near what I wanted. I was like, why are you not screaming? Why are you not happy? And he looked at me and I was like, he was like, I'm like what? He went, mum and dad just got this for me oh. as well. And I was like, oh, oh that's a killer. Broken. He shouldn't have told you. Was, he shouldn't have told you. He should have told me. No, no, no. no. He, the rules no, are: you go. Have. Oh, thank you so much. I, oh, I, I love you. As soon as you leave the house, you do what you need to do. But you, do what you, need to do. you, you don't tell people that they've double gifted. I've got. You know what? I've got. Uh, last year, my brother. He won't listen to podcasts. He doesn't. You know, he doesn't like podcasts or me. Um, he bought me. <laughs> he bought me two books for Christmas. They were both already had them right so i put them out in there's just outside there's one of those little cutesy bookshops in a sort of um in a box you know someone in the front door they like sometimes yes. in old phone boxes they set up little bookshops and there's one of those right by my house and my brother came around the other day this is a year later he starts browsing that bookshop and i've put both of these second of these books the duplicates into the bookshop oh, and he spots them both shut up that's like something in a sitcom how are you that unlucky this is like i'd assume a book i bought you last year for christmas oh yeah it is isn't it yeah. He, luckily, he didn't open it because it still says to Tom, best you know, best wishes. This is what he'll say. It's not much love in my family. Kind regards, war, warmest regards, Toby Price. Yeah. Tom, don't die. Um, your brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, th- uh, that's that's an important life rule. That's an important life rule. You, you always pretend that you, right. you've, not, you've never seen it before. Oh, my God. Amazing. Thank you so much. Then again, you know what goes around comes around because then he bought me the Pokemon version of Monopoly and I already had it. So I was like, well, bro, you know what? <laughs> Fifth of October 2015, the Qualitex modeling balloons. A hundred packs of modeling balloons. Is this for you? That was for me. Um, I had a short stint as doing children's parties as a children's entertainer. So a bit of extra cash. That for one thing, can I say to all people who do that job, I rate you highly because it is hard and so i was learning to make balloon animals and stuff you know these things and i wasn't the best i could do a decent dog giraffe which is just a dog with a longer neck yeah the proudest one i could do was a teddy bear wow cool i could yeah 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 yeah. snake i could do a snake that's fine e- I eel, snakes are great eel, you know worm. nail yeah <laughs> yeah i could do swords as well <laughs> and luckily all the all the boys ever want the sword 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 yeah yeah sword, yeah, sword, yeah. Sword. <laughs> yeah so i did i did a bit of that um wow. I remember the, the best one, the favorite party I did was, it was like a sports party. So it was literally just being a PE teacher. And it was brilliant. You, the thing about, you know, the thing about being a kid's entertainer uh, at like, parties is really hard and why I rate them so much is parents give you no help. Uh, here's, what, here's what annoys me. Here's what really pisses me off. People talking at the bar at a comedy club get kicked out. Parents talking at the back of the room, no one says anything. It drives... Literally, oh! they go, they come in, you come in. They're like, oh, great, where do you need to be? I need to set up here. They go, okay. And then I hear the kids and they just go and just chat and laugh and they're loud at, at the thing. So you've got the herbs in the background the whole time. <laughs> right? oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And the whole time the kids are like, I can't hear you. I'm like, yeah, I know. Well, tell your dad to shut up. I can't <laughs> do anything. 
Um, but then like, if you get like a naughty kid, you can almost see the parent actively not listening. Cause you, I'm like, I know you can hear them. I know you can hear them because you, you spent all your life listening out for them mm. if they're doing something naughty. I know you can hear yeah. them, but you're not doing yeah. anything because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like, they're your problem now for this hour. It's weird how often my experience at kids' parties, uh, there's, a, there's a, the problem child who's kicking off and you look to the parent who's either at the bar or outside or staring at their phone. It's, it's often the case. It's often the case. It's often the case. They'll make sure they're out of earshot mm. so that they're like, when my kid kicks off, so I'm just going <laughs> to head away. And I, you know what? Whilst it's annoying when you are the entertainer, I get it. Mm. I respect the move. It's you know, such get that a hard piece. job, mate. It's, um, it's really hard. It's, it's just like, because the, one of them's always kicking off, one of them's always going to get bored. To, and to capture a kid's entertainment, because the adults have an expectation that you're going to do an hour. But the reality is yeah. 20 minutes, 25 minutes is all you're going to get from them tops. Maybe you should do, or do two 10-minute stints or whatever. But you're in this horrible position where the people who are paying you are making it hard. And the people who don't care yeah. about you being paid are only interested for 10 minutes. It's so hard. Yeah. But it's also hard when, when you do get like kids who, like, not all the time, sometimes you get a party and all the kids are fantastic, mm. but sometimes you get a party where you've got that one or two kids who are just really naughty for the sake of being naughty. And the thing is, you can't discipline them because the minute you discipline them, you destroy the facade of being this fun, yeah. whimsical character that's come to <laughs> the party. So it's like, you need the parent. It's like, I need you to be the bad guy. Yeah. I can't be the bad guy because I'm making a balloon teddy bear. Like that, yeah. it just doesn't work with my brand. You can't call so, a child a rat while you're making a... <laughs> it. Doesn't, it doesn't work. <laughs> I bought those balloons and I spent time practicing making these, you know, right. balloon animals and stuff right. and everything. And it was, um, that was a fun little time. But I don't fucking do it anymore. Well, that's- that's, Maybe they can make that teddy bear. That's, I'm going to get in touch with the bosses at CBBC and they can throw you some balloons live on TV. <laughs> it's like, do go, it. Reece, they don't, go, They don't know that I used to do that, so this might this might bite me in the bum now. Let's move on into 2017, Reese. Uh, oh, mm-hmm. we've got some loose fit men's dungarees. That's a vibe. Ah, uh, well, see, now that's when I joined CBBC. Ah. And um, they... Uh, they they encourage you to like buy new clothes and stuff so so you can always keep it fresh yes and um i i was like i put in my head well everyone wears dungarees on kids tv i'm gonna do the same thing um what i didn't realize is most people that wear dungarees on kids tv are women and they're always this kind of dungaree play suit stuff and i was like i don't care i'm still gonna do it so i found so I found like this, like it was like it's a black pair, isn't it? And it was like yeah. it this, it's it's got this cool guy in it. He's wearing Tim's. I'm like, I can do Mate, that. He looks he looks like uh, he should be working in a coffee bar in Hoxton. He's very cool, yeah, very hipster cool. And I and I, so I was like, I'm gonna buy this. And so I I would wear dungarees. I haven't done it in a while. I should. I might wear some dungarees next week now. <laughs> um, and I and I I proudly wear them. And I think everyone at first were like, Reese, what what is this? But then they'd be like, I kind of like it. And then they started calling me Dungarees around the studio, <laughs> which I loved very much. Um, and that's then I it's thought, your thing. You found thing. your thing. I was like, I need to make my own line of Dungareeses, and I'm going to make a fortune. So yeah, bought tell those. me you've tell me you've got you're doing this. Do you I, still? Is this still your thing then on CBBC to wear uh, Dungarees? I've not what? worn them in a while, but I need to. I think it's one of those things where if I do, everyone will go. Oh, I forgot I used to wear those. And I'll just bring it back straight away. So I'm do, it, do it, mate. Yeah, just I'm for Dungarees. Uh, lovely reviews of the dungarees here on Amazon. Uh, Kirsten gave them five stars. Fits lovely. Thanks. Got this from my dad as he doesn't have an account. Thanks. Good, Bro, good they're him. so comfortable. I don't know why men don't wear them. You don't have to be working to wear dungarees. I'll be there mm. and my hands are in the pocket. The best mm. is got like a little flap at the top to so where I can hide like, if I've got like the, the little iPad that we read things through, I just pop it there. And I'm like, yes, oh, what messages have you sent in? It's 
It's like a utility. It's like Batman's utility belt. A little marsupial pouch at the front. Yeah, baby kangaroo in there. Um, It's good review here from Lee. uh, Gave it five stars and then said they were too small. So (laughs) how big is Lee? Mine are massive. What? (laughs) Maybe he's got the wrong size, Lee. But I just like five stars. They were too small. Too small. Um, uh, But yeah, no. It's interesting. Dungarees. I don't. Do you know what? I don't think I've ever worn a pair of dungarees. This is like something you, I need to rectify. You, you see a man, in, when I think of a man in dungarees, especially like a dad or something, I imagine him mm. having like a long coiffed beard and a man <laughs> bun and um, having like a, like a, like a, like an espresso or something. Yeah. And so kind of me is what you're thinking. Me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You cool, cool, or cool. you or Jared Leto, like that kind of a look. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, is what comes to mind. Tats, heavily tats. The sleeve, yeah, heavily tats. Yeah, are you yeah. a, are you a tattoo fan? Have you got any tats? I'm, I'm not a tattoo fan. I'm not a fan because my thing is, what happens when you're ancient? Like, yeah, that mm. tiger looks cool, but what happens when it just looks like a house cat when you're 80 years old? You know, I don't. My thing is like, wear a t-shirt. Like, then you can take it off and do something else. Mm. I've never. Um, the only the only thing I understand I can I can get is when people tattoo like their kids or something because you're not you're never going to divorce should, or break up with your kids. Usually. You shouldn't tattoo your kids, mate. You shouldn't tattoo your kids. Not That's your kids. Immoral. I mean, your kids. Your Come kids on, mate. Name. I'm sorry, Reese. Oh, this interview's man. over. See, that is. Reece, you're done. They're like, uh, Reece, uh, in, in in recent <laughs> events, in light of recent events, we're letting you go. Um, when people get the kids' names on their arms up, I'm like, That's cool. Or like your grandma, whatever. Of course. Um, when people have done like girlfriends and boyfriends, I'm like, you're the dumbest person in the world. How are you going to do that? What are you thinking? thinking? Or oh, you just don't, you can only ever go out with someone called Angela. That's the other I, problem you've got. I heard, I heard of someone who had um, his girlfriend tattooed on his arm. And then they broke, I think girlfriend and wife, and they broke up and got divorced. So what he did was he got it turned into a zombie. <laughs> that's, quite nice. <laughs> that's quite clever <laughs> fitting fitting yeah. tribute that's about yeah, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. um the only tattoo that i like the only tattoo i like which is Brit- tanny gray thompson brilliant um athlete tanny gray thompson uh she has got on her toe i believe uh the recycling logo which i think is nice i like that that's never gonna go out of date that one for me works let's go on to 2019 six items in 2019 mm. and there's some good stuff in here as well okay. like this you've got good st- they're, they're all good topics. 11th of March, 2019, the olive oil nourishing sheen spray. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, this is for, for my hair. Um, and I never, I never really used it. As, I never used it as much, really. Because the thing is, I've got very thick Afro hair. And so right. what, it's a nightmare to comb unless it's wet. So when I come out of the shower, that's, the, that's like peak time to comb it. It doesn't hurt. Um, I remember I'm plagued with memories where my mum was like you've not combed your hair before school so she does it and she does not care she's just ripping oh and your you eyes hear... water streaming yeah they did oh. they did and you're you're crying but not meaning to and your mum's just like bam and your head's jerking back and she's like bam 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 and like I remember like my head would be on fire on fire <laughs> and so um, I remember my, my dad was telling me about yeah you should get this yeah get this olive oil spray um, this is when I'd moved up to Manchester and stuff. So, I, yeah, I ordered I ordered it, came in, and it changed my life. So even when I don't wash it, if I've not washed it in the shower, I spray that, and it makes it all smooth and inviting oh. and fluffy, and I can just comb it without any pain. Oh, that's nice. And then also you can use the spray if you need to, if you want to fry some bacon or whatever, spray a bit of that on the pan. Works both ways. Olive yeah. oil. It's incredibly oil. versatile. It's incredibly, incredibly versatile. versatile. Uh, and then uh, we have got elsewhere in 2019, the Green Sun LED garden pond light ah yeah that, that was a gift for my dad 
He's um so he he built a pond years ago in our garden, like proper dug up a space. We were like, you're mad, but he dug right. up a pond, built like a little pond in the garden. And I will say I admire him greatly because it's in a night it's very rustic. If you see it, it's very much like he's used he's used like old vases to hold plants and stuff. It's very much he's used everything around the house to make this pond. Yeah. But it's in such a good way now. And I'm so proud of him. And so I bought that for him on Christmas because yes. dads are really hard to buy for. Oh. They're impossible. They are impossible. Once you've bought them all of the World War II uh, history books, and I'm done. That's it. I'm out. By that point, right, as a dad, that especially with men, they've, they've weeded out all the hobbies they don't care about anymore. And they only mm. care about like two or three things. You know, usually yeah. it's like trains or <laughs> a football club or something. But my dad had just got recently got obsessed with the pond. Because he worked so, because the thing was, he, the fish kept disappearing that you put in there because the neighbor's cats would go for them. Yeah. And they became so bold that one time when my dad was trying to cat proof the pond, a neighbor's cat came and sat next to him just watching him. Just like, you fool. <laughs> you think you can stop us? So he was, he was diligent with it. And, um, and he's got this koi carp in it now that is massive. It's like, a, he's proper grown it really well. And it's like a yeah. full, full They get big. It. They get really big. Really, really big. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't even need to cat proof it because that thing's beating the cat up. But it's you need not to fish proof the cats now. Fish proof the cat. Mm. So I bought, yeah, I bought him these LED lights. So basically around the pond, when the lights go down, it's like these like multicolored lights. And it's really cool. And dad was chuffed. He loved it. That's so, um, it's a that's little, pond, there's a little pond disco going yeah, on. Yeah. I love that. Oh, it's amazing! Like I had an idea of like, oh, I should write like a little. I should write like a kids because there was um, there was a time where a bunch of frogs appeared in the pond. My dad was like trying to get rid of him. He was like, Dad, no, that means the pond is good. That means you've made like, yeah. a really good pond. And like frogs moving in, that, that, it's gentrification. <laughs> they're, they're gentrifying the pond. Like leave them alone. So, and I remember thinking, oh man, I should write a children's book based on like the, the frogs and the fish. It'd be so good to yes. face my dad's pond. It's, He's done really well with it. The frogs moving in, starting like little frog cafes, you know, yeah. and ever suddenly, suddenly all the crickets are priced out of the market because of the frogs. <laughs> yeah, it's just beautiful. It's a beautiful story there. Um, all right, that's 2019. Lovely, loving you helping with the podcast. Oh, we're getting towards the end, Reese. Look, we're in 2020 now. A few orders oh. in 2020. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, what have we got here? Oh, this looks interesting. 29th of uh, September 2020, Black and British A Forgotten History by David yes. Olusu, Olusoga. Sugar. I've got, I've got it here. I've literally got it here, right here. Oh, yeah, hello. Um, so um, basically, it's uh, so David Olusuga wrote this amazing book about um, Black British history because mm. one of the things most people won't realize is when you learn about famous Black people, it's always Americans. And I'm like, where are the British, the British Black people? And it's annoying because going to get real for that real um like the it's kind of erased and i think it's partly because back in that time you know slavery ended quicker in britain because they realized this is this is inhumane and horrendous but yeah. i feel they were so ashamed by it they just erased it and we're like we'll never talk about it again because we're we so had no part of, of it at all it was nothing yeah, to do had, with us we had no so part of fine. it at all yeah. we didn't do that like no one talks about the fact of how like loads of the slave plantations in america were owned by british people or you know how like the cotton, you know, the cotton mills in Manchester, they got that from the slaves picking it. And so when there were people in Britain who were campaigning to end slavery, you'd have people who didn't want to end slavery because they're like, well, I work at the cotton mill and I need I need my job. So I'm not supporting that. I don't care if it's slaves. Like, that's my job. Yeah, yeah. Hardly can understand that because it's easy when you don't see the people suffering. Um, so I bought this book and it's just phenomenal because it just talks about like, you know, black history in Britain that you just... 
you just didn't know. And that period dramas would have you forget because that's always one of the things that I've always been annoyed about with period dramas, how there's never black people or anyone of color there. And I'm like, I know they existed. We didn't yeah. just come out of the water in 1950 and went, hey, we're here. Like it didn't happen. Like, they, they've been around, like there are, yeah. There, there is a history of it. So it goes back to like Roman times of, of yeah. possible black people who are around the Roman, Roman Britain. Um, and it was because he wrote, he wrote a kid's book version of it as well, which I, I, I implore everyone to get because it's so simple that even as an adult, you're like, oh my gosh. And then this one is like a, an adult version. It's beefed up and it's big. And um, it's really more in depth. Um, yes. And it talks about, I can't remember it very well, so I won't talk too much, but it talks about there's a certain statue in Trafalgar Square and there's one of the statues where it is a black man who was actually part of the battalion or the war at that, at that point. Um, it's fascinating. It's, just, it's a book that everyone should be getting and everyone should be learning in history. We need to be having, we're talking about Black History Month and everything. These yes. are the things that they should be teaching kids um, in yes. primary schools and, you it's, know, until it's, that happens. It's exciting. I find it so exciting that these conversations are obviously far too late, but they're finally happening. That's yeah. what is amazing. Yeah, you know? it it's, is. It's it obviously could have happened earlier. And I can see this book here, uh, David Olesugar, uh, Black and British, an illustrated history. Yeah, there's the kids version there. That looks good as well. Yeah, yeah that yeah, one's yeah. that one's incredible. I think that one's, I, I suggest people read that, the kids version, and then move on to the adult mm. version when they can, because I'm still going through it. But like, it's it's the fact that it's not all of them are slaves. Like there are some people, there, no. was, there was one, and I, again, I can't remember his name very well, but he was a black man. And he was bought by this very rich aristocratic woman who was a bit of a, like a, she was a very uh, like unique lady and she really liked him and raised him like a son instead. And so he was part of like white society and rich society. And he was a bit of a lafario and was actually quite, um, he, he caused a little bit of trouble as well. And I think he got into, I think he got into trouble and they, had, they moved him to France to like protect him or something. So he was a bit of a, like a, of a bad boy. I just love that. Like, I'm yeah. like, I would watch that show. I would watch a, pe- I would watch a period drama based on this cool, like, black aristocratic guy who was a bit of like a, you know, um, of a wild card. Yeah. Amazing. And also the variety of, of, that's a great example of the sort of, the variety of types of stories that are out there. Whole world of personalities. Whole world Huge. of stories. Huge. Yeah, it's why, it's why I, I absolutely love Bridgerton for what it did. Like, whatever you yeah. think of it, the fact that it's now showing people, hey, you can have, people who aren't white in period dramas you could have black men as the mr darcy like role and it's gonna sell mm. I, i'm so grateful for that because i'd watch these shows and be like oh, i'd be so cool to play that role but I, I can't because apparently we didn't exist when they but then again and then you get people complain about you know the realism but i'm like sorry go watch cleopatra where everyone seems to be white in egypt how does that work I don't... <laughs> or have a look at that jesus in your church he, he wasn't white. in your church. He wasn't, he wasn't white. white. He wasn't. <laughs> Hate to break it to you. Find us on Twitter and Instagram. At Toasterpot is the main way trying to jam. It's simple like a sunny film with cheese and ham. At Toasterpot, at Toasterpot, at Toasterpot, I swear it's not a scam, I think. What's this magnets thing you've got here? 9th of August 2021. First for magnets. 10 adhesive magnets. Oh my gosh. All right, this is so embarrassing. So I've got a toilet seat that just. I bought. I bought a new toilet seat and it was a soft closing toilet seat, but for some reason it doesn't stay up. So you push it and it just keeps closing. And I got so sick of it. And then I started getting like- So annoying because you can't, because you, you push it up and you start the Wii and then it falls down while- and it falls down. And so you've got to like clench. That's going to test the prostate right there, mate. 
Whoop, proper or it hits it hits the top and now you've got to clean everything up and i absolutely hate it or the worst thing is you go and you do the number two and it mm. hits your back so now you're like i'm uncomfortable because mm. i don't want to be touched by anything yeah so i used to, i would use like i use um like blue tack at the beginning to stick it which would work when it's cold but when it's hot useless it's just you don't want sort of warm blue tack on a on a toilet seat no it's you just, don't it looks, it's it upsetting. looks gross yeah it looks like a smurf has pooed there <laughs> look here you are doing strictly and you're buying stuff on amazon fresh you're getting lots of food delivered oh yeah there was so they they put me up in an apartment in wembley the time i was there oh, um, which yes. is why i was really glad i made it all the way to the semi-final because I, be- I was basically in every episode of the series yes. and it meant i got to Got good use out of that apartment the whole time, so I was like winning. Um, <laughs> free digs, mate. Free digs, love that. Free digs. So some people might not know this, but there's an, there's like these Amazon Fresh stores uh, in parts of the UK, and basically all you do, you go up there, you type in a code in the Amazon app, and you scan in, and you walk in, you just take the stuff and go. Yeah. The money just gets taken out of your account. I <laughs> cannot believe this. There's no register. It's insane. You are basically shoplifting off Jeff Bezos. That's what it feels like. Mm. You're, you, you get you get all the thrill of shoplifting and none of the consequences because you're actually paying for it. Because it's, it's completely it's legit. It's incredible. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, and at this point as well, where are we? 20th of uh, December 2021. I mean, that's almost, yeah. that's after Strictly have finished. That's like the weekend after. Was there a conversation when AJ had that awful uh, slip? Were you talked to about going back in for the final? Just I wasn't, happen? no. I found out that that she was injured on a Wednesday. So um, I, I was sitting there with my friend and it was like the evening. And I looked at my Instagram and saw the picture of AJ with her foot in a boot. And I went, oh my gosh, are we going to be in the final? And then I thought, I've got three days. I don't want to be in the final. No, I don't want to be there now. Two, like, two dances? Is that what you got to do in the final? Three dances. Oh, no. Like, not for not me, happening. mate. Not for me. No way. So then I remember my girlfriend messaged me and she went, can you please do a story just saying you're not in the final because I'm sick of getting all these messages from people asking if you're in it. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, fine. And I was like, listen, guys, it's not happening. There's no way. Um, I, if they had, things are, I say that, if they had, I probably would have tried it. But um, mm. at the same time, I would have known, I wouldn't have been there to compete to win. I would have just been there to, to enjoy the fact that I could dance one more time, which would have been lovely. I would have yeah. been like, look, I'm just here as a backing dance for Rose and John. But, you know, it's nice to be here. It's nice to take part. It's, it's so, I know you've been told this a million times, but it's so unfortunate that uh, you came along and did Strictly on the year. It's a bit like Nadal, Federer, Djokovic, you know, trying to be a tennis player. During, you just had that year yeah. and you are, you were unbelievably good, mate. You were as good as those guys. It just came down to... Uh, a cigarette paper between all of you. I mean, fuck. I know. You know what? It was, that's the thing I get told. It's the, the, the things that people keep saying is, it was like, you're my favourite. We voted mm. for you. You should have won. Wrong year. Any other year, you would have won it. And I was like, you know what? It, it's lovely to hear. And yeah, there is a part where it's like, gosh, any other year, and I would have... It, it might have been different. Oh, no, that's that sounds really big-headed, but like, maybe it would have been different. Yeah. But at the same time, this is probably one of the most dynamic and successful and popular years has ever been. And I think it's almost a gift to be a part of that series anyway. Totally. You know, because it totally. was... Because the thing that I noticed is in the semi-final of the contestants, you had a gay man, a deaf woman, a black woman, and a black man. And I went, oh my gosh, I'm the most conservative choice. <laughs> final <laughs> i could not believe it um in like if you, you know so i was like we're in the new age here it was yeah. it was spectacular i wouldn't change it for the world it was really it was encouraging to see because you just know in years gone by things like big brother 10 15 years ago the people of color never made it to the final no matter how good they were things like bake off and stuff like that and 
to sit there and watch it and go, good, there you are. Right. Yeah. Was just like... When early on, uh, we were like in week three and myself, Hugo and uh, me, Hugo and Adrian were talking, we went, no, me, Hugo, Adrian and Judy were talking, we went, any black people make it this far in Strictly before? How has this happened? And it was, and it's true. Something must have changed. Something must have changed. Something must have changed. must be changing. Because people, people always, you know, shout racism and stuff like that. And I don't think it's strictly that. I think just sometimes people like to vote for who they see themselves in. Mm. And I think maybe at that time people just didn't see themselves in people who didn't look that much like them. Mm. And you look at the demographic of Strictly, it's mostly white people. It's mostly white people of a certain class. That's not an that's not an attack. It's just an observation. I noticed that on the tour. Like I'd walk out in the tour and I'd see nothing. It would be much, very much white people. The close the closest I really saw was I remember I saw two mixed race kids with a white mum and so I'd, I'd see that and i think part of the reason why i think sometimes it's difficult but then already won you know it's not impossible no, absolutely but i yes. think there's yeah. there are factors in it um it's not it's not a horrible thing it's just an observation but it yeah. was lovely that in that final that happened like you said tom i think people just people's minds are changing a bit yeah and um they're starting to appreciate the diversity of this country and i think that's gorgeous and see themselves in people who don't necessarily have this is the important point yeah people who aren't like them who are maybe deaf or or just whatever same sex couples whatever just to understand basic basic thing that they're just like me i mean it's pretty basic and we're told we're told to think like that since we're kids but society hasn't let us do that and now Maybe it's changing. I don't know. When I got when I get people, I got recognised in London, and it was like a little white girl, and she spoke to mum like, "That's right." And mum's like, "She loved you." And I thought I was so surprised because I'm like, I think she'd be loving Rose, she'd be loving Tilly, like all these other like wonderful like girls were on it, but yeah. she loved me, and I just yeah. went, I love that she for some I don't know, whatever she just didn't think straight so on like. Lovely. I don't look like him, so I can't love him. I love this guy for what he does. I, yeah. it's, it's gorgeous. It's, so it's gorgeous. really cool. Um, right, okay, here's what we're going to do. We are at the last thing on your Amazon purchase history. In fact, in fact, oh Reese Stevenson, this cost you uh-huh. £20. This was ordered on the uh-huh. 20th of February 2022. And I've seen you talking about this on your Instagram the other day. Oh. The Genius Square STEM oh, puzzle my game. Here we gosh, go. Here it's we right go. here. It's right <laughs> yes. here. Excellent. Tom, Excellent. It's such a good game. <laughs> my, oh my gosh. So so this uh, this is not the one that I bought actually. My girlfriend's parents bought it for me for Christmas. Right. And, it was, and I, I remember I saw it and I was like, uh, I, I, I'm not bothered to learn this right now. And um, I remember I, t- we, I took it on a trip. We, uh, me and my girlfriend, my friend and his girlfriend all went off to Wales um, over the Christmas holidays. And we bought a bunch of board games and we didn't play this one. And so when we got back, I left this at uh, his house by accident. And I took so long to get it back that when I went and saw him, he was like, bro, have you played this game? And I was like, no, he went, it's so good. Went, you played it, he went, we, were, we got so sick of you, of waiting for you to come and get it, that we got so bored, we just played opened it. it. And we opened that is it. That cellophane wrapped, how dare you? <laughs> but they, didn't, they didn't know, they went, they went, we didn't know that you hadn't opened it. And they were like, we're so sorry, we know we wouldn't have done it. But it's basically, all you do is you have a grid. You have a grid with these guys. I'll, I'll show you a little bit. Right. So you have this grid. And then you've got like uh, a bunch of like Tetris looking shapes. Yeah. And you've got these um, like circular blocks. And basically you roll seven dice. Yeah. And then whatever the dice land in the coordinates, that's where you place them on the grid. So you, so oh. by the end of it, you have like seventy like wooden squares on the grid. Okay. And basically, you've now got to fill out the rest of the grid using those shapes. And you can always fill it out. No matter where the blocks go, on on the grid you can yes. always fill it out with these shapes and you have to and, compete um, against so, the other person the first person yeah, to fill out the grids 
first person to do it wins. So you've got like, you know, like a like a square or you've got like a really long piece that's like mm. four blocks. Oh, and it's like, literally Tetris, isn't it? Yeah. Literally Tetris. You've just got to figure it out before the other person does it. And it's so simple, but really, really fun. And I just got obsessed with it. So basically I um I showed my sister and her boyfriend it and they loved it. So basically, um as a as a late Christmas present for my sister's boyfriend, I bought him the genius square as well so he could play it nightclubbing and you know going out and getting wasted in festivals you know they have a place in our lives but nothing nothing will ever make me as happy as board games and card games and staying in and doing these things nothing no board games have gotten really like high tech Mm -hmm. now like they're like video games like i've never known a world where you buy a board game and then you can buy an expansion pack for the board game it's like call of duty is too much and suddenly it's not enough have you ever played pandemic tom no board game it's like basically you work together mm. and there's a sickness that's taken over like the world and you've got to work together to like eradicate too it. soon mate too soon now that i hear that <laughs> now that i hear that that doesn't sound right but it's a very good game when um, you know we weren't stuck with current events yeah but, um it's uh yeah i love honestly i love board games and it's funny you you discover it in uni. Uni is when people play board games yeah, all it's the cheap. time. It's cheap like, to stay in and drink at home. and you know. Yeah, yeah. It's great. You, get, you have a really good time as long as it's not Monopoly because no one survives Monopoly. I love that. I love that we started off, we talked about the inner child and here you are staying at home playing games. See? Perfect. Uh, that's what I do. Perfect. I love keeps, it. Keeps you fresh. Uh, Reese Stevenson, you're brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, listen, good luck with everything. Stay in touch. Thank you. So I will do. I will do. I'll call you up for a game of Genius Square when I'm when I'm down in Holloway. Yes, mate. Please do. And uh, Pokemon wise, you're going to be my kids' consultant now. Just so you know. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'll, I'll let them know. I'll let them know. I'll be like, boy, don't you, don't you, don't you trade that Golden Seedra. I will disown you. You keep that Dragonite. No, I've got them. I've got their back. Oh, you're a star. Thanks, mate. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Tom. Well, I think we can all agree that Reese Stevenson is the nicest man in the world. If you didn't watch the last series of Strictly. I hope you still loved this episode because he's such a top, top guy. Uh, And if you did, or Strictly, I'm sure you uh, thoroughly enjoyed all that behind-the-scenes goss. There's an extra chunk of Reese chat that's up at patreon.com slash toasterpod. Uh, He talks about how he got his big break on CBBC. Head over to patreon.com slash toasterpod. Just four pounds a month, guys. Just four little pounds. And you get advert-free episodes uh, and you get episodes in advance. In fact, next week's episode is already up at patreon.com slash toasterpod, just £4 a month. And next week's episode will be featuring the Sunday Times top 10 best-selling author, Beth Murray. We're back in 2001. So straight away, we've gone to a time before we were together, Beth. Oh, before we'd met? Yeah. Yeah, d- yeah. December 2001 was before we met. So that's this still, um, like... A year and a half before you stole my 20s from me. Wow. Yeah. That was when I was having all sorts of fun. All right, all right, all right. That's right. My wife is going to be coming on the show next week. How exciting. Uh, She's got a brand new book out, Emma and Me. It's very, very good. So, you know what? I thought I'd get her on the show and have a proper snoop. You know, week after that, I'm going to read her diaries. It's going to be great. All right, lots of love. See you next week for the next episode. Ta-ra. It's my maid. It's my maid. Oh, 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.